I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Even when the odds are stacked against you, you find a way to be successful anyway. Great all exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreOlDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Many people have asked me, Dre, do you do any form of coaching? Answer is yes. I have two coaching programs open, as a matter of fact. First, my one-on-one coaching program is my third day mastermind. For those of you who want one-on-one personalized attention, where it's just you and I, we talk specifically about your goals, your challenges, where you want to go, business professional-wise, where you're trying to get to, where you're at, what type of changes need to happen, whether those are tangible changes, intangible changes, starting with the being, then the doing. Of course, we got to get to the measurable havings. That is in my third day mastermind. My other coaching program is my Bulletproof Mastermind. That is my group coaching program where I will help you have clear, duplicatable systems for yourself and for your business and the discipline to execute. And I will help you make sure you have all of that stuff in place in 30 days or less. And then you're going to stick around the program, even when you have your systems in place so that you can build your network so that you can connect with other people so that you can trade for services so that you can make those phone calls and send a text message and get problems handled that you otherwise don't need to be handling yourself or would not be able to handle yourself. That is in my group program called the Bulletproof Mastermind. You can get information and join either program by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com right now. Again, that is workonyourgameuniversity.com for my one-on-one coaching or my group coaching program. For one-on-one, you hop on a Zoom call with me so we can talk about who you are, where you're at, and how we can get started. And the group coaching program, you can sign up right there on the website right now. Both programs, all information, all details, and get started by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You are now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, confidence, put yourself out there, boldly and offensively, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to occur. And on top of all this, we're not done. You need to use those of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. You know that energy that I'm talking about. And then here's what we're going to do. We're going to put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, techniques, and mentalities, all nestled under the all nestled under the unifying, one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is win with what you've got. That's win, W-I-N, winning with what you've got. This topic is an important piece of advice mindset for a lot of people for a lot of reasons, and I'll explain that in a second. But first, let me tell you that every day I send out a daily motivation message. If you like this show, 
then you should get my daily motivation message because my daily motivation is the text message version of what you get here on the work on your game show every day. So a text message, y'all know how long those are, a sentence or two. If I can give you this, I can give you a text message. So you might as well text me at my number, which is 305-384-6894. So you can get that in addition to getting the show every single day, a message to keep you focused, sharp, and on point, guaranteed every single morning, straight to your phone, free of charge. So that number, again, is listed in the show notes, just in case you need it or you know somebody else who wants to get it, they can get it as well. Even if they don't listen to the show, they can get it. When they start getting those texts, they're going to want to start listening to the show. So this topic is an important piece of advice for anybody who is making the mistake, albeit it is a human habit of looking on the plate of other people. You're looking on other people's plates and seeing what food they have on their plate. I talked about this in episode 1579. I also talked about in episode 666, not looking at the food on another person's plate. In other words, looking at what they have, what advantages they have, maybe what opportunities they're getting, maybe what resources they have at their disposal that you don't have. And then because you feel like they have more than you, and maybe you're true, you're accurate, it's factual, they have more than you. You are using that as an excuse internally or externally, meaning either you're just having a pity party with yourself or you're actually telling other people, you are verbalizing that, well, since these other people had these resources or these opportunities or these talents or these connections that I don't have, that's the reason why I'm not succeeding in life. All right, that's bullshit. That is not acceptable. Even if you believe it, it's still bullshit. A lot of us believe a whole lot of bullshit. So yes, that is absolutely bullshit. And I'm gonna help you get your mind right here today and put you on the path of winning with whatever it is that you do have. Whatever resources you have, whatever networks and connections you have, whatever tools and opportunities and talents that you have, you're going to win just with that. And even if it's not a lot, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to get you in the mentality, the mindset of winning just with that. If you're not open to that, then turn this off. But if you are open to it, then keep listening. Point number one, the topic, once again, is winning with what you've got. Number one, let me just establish a baseline. My personal struggles as an athlete, you know, coming up, my sport was basketball. I didn't have a trainer, did not have a coach teaching me. I did not have a mentor in basketball. When I was growing up playing ball, the first time I had access to an indoor gym was when I went to college and the college campus had an indoor gym. But up until that point, I did not have access to an indoor gym. There was nobody who took me under their wing and was teaching me, hey, Dre, here's how you work on dribbling. Here's how you work on your shot. Here's the parts of your game you need to improve at. Here's how you get better playing in the team structure. I never had any of that instruction growing up as a basketball player, but I made it anyway. I was able to develop my game, develop my skill, though, keep showing up, working on my game, even though I didn't even know what I was doing. I didn't even know I was working on my game. At least I, I hoped I was working on my game at that time because there was no there was no baseline to compare it to at that time. But I ended up you know, barely making a high school team, not really playing, walking on in college and doing OK. But I was playing at the D3 level, which is not. You no, know, you're not a superstar no matter what you do at the D3 level. And then hustling my way into the pros. And I was able to make it because of the fact that I kept showing up, because of the fact that I looked at the resources, the materials that I had at my disposal, which was I had a basketball. I think most of you who play basketball, you can get access to one of those. And I had access to a basketball court. Now, again, this is an outdoor public basketball court. So I didn't need to know anybody. I did not need to have any money. I didn't need you know, any connections. It was just me on that basketball court with the ball by myself most of the time when I was growing up trying to play. Now, if you are a basketball player listening to this or you know one, I think they can get access to those three things. They have themselves. They could probably find a ball and they can probably find a court. Otherwise, how could they even be a basketball player? They don't know. They can't get those. They don't have those three things in place. And I'm telling you all that to explain to you the fact that I was able to make it 
playing basketball, despite the fact that I didn't have the resources that maybe other players might have today or probably a bunch of other players had back then. One good reason that I wasn't focused on that is because, well, first of all, I didn't have the luxury of picking up a smartphone and seeing what everybody else was doing. Secondly, even if I did, hopefully I would like to think I wouldn't have focused too much of my time on what everybody else had and what everybody else was doing. I would have focused on what I was doing because that's the most important thing anyway. Me knowing what everybody else is doing is not going to help my game at all. Knowing what somebody across town it has access to is not going to help me put the ball in the basket when I need to go to basketball tryout. So I don't. It, what other people had was not really material to me. It didn't really matter to me. And because I was able to make it happen anyway, despite the fact that comparably to what a lot of players have these days, that gives me the right. It has earned me the position to give you, all of you, I'm not just talking to the athletes, I'm talking to everybody here. This earned me the right to give you the straight talk, so to speak, that you don't need to buy your own bullshit. Actually, not that you don't need to. You need to stop buying your own bullshit. First of all, your own bullshit is expensive. And secondly, you're going to run out of time. You're going to run out of energy. You're going to run out of opportunity as you keep buying your own bullshit before you start buying into some real shit, which is doesn't matter what resources you don't have. What you need to focus on is what you do have, because for you to create success in your life, that is your duty. It is your duty and obligation to create success in your life, regardless of what you don't have access to, regardless of what you see on the food you see on another person's plate. Your job is to make make a meal with what you got, with the ingredients that are in your pantry and in your refrigerator. As an entrepreneur, to take the conversation further, nobody taught me entrepreneurship. Nobody took me under their wing and said, Dre, this is how entrepreneurship works. This is how it's different from doing other things. Here's how you got to think about it. Here's the way that you deal with stuff. Nobody taught me how to be a professional speaker. Nobody taught me public speaking. Nobody taught me presentation skills. Nobody taught me how to write, how to structure a book or how to write a blog post. None of the things that I do for a living that you know about, none of them did anybody take me under their wing and teach me how to do them. I taught myself how to do all of this stuff. And I'm not telling you that to impress you. I'm telling you that to impress upon you. This is what gives me the license to look at you, any of you, whether you're an athlete or not, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, whether you're a speaker, writer, podcaster or not. You don't do any of the things that I do. It still gives me the license to look at you and say, I'm not buying your bullshit and you need to stop buying your bullshit because there are people out there in your field and in other fields who had the same lack of resources that maybe you're using as a bullshit excuse right now that did not use it as an excuse and they created success anyway. And that is your responsibility. Your responsibility is to create success with the opportunity that is available to you called your life. And nobody wants to hear about your excuses. As I've said many times, nobody's going to come to your funeral and give a speech about what you would have did if you would have had more resources. All people are going to talk about is what you did do. And hopefully there's enough that you did do. There's enough to talk about the day of your funeral. So when I tell you to do these things to stop buying your bullshit, I want you to understand the person who's talking to you has earned the right to tell you that no excuses are allowed. I had to work on developing all the skills that you know me for and all the stuff that you know about me through a lot of trial and error, through putting in the time, putting in the money when I ended up having some, the attention, the energy to focus, my five forms of investment covered in episode 609. I had to put those things in in order to develop the skills. I wasn't looking around like, damn, uh, this kid over there, he has access to a gym. Or this person over here, his mom and dad were basketball players, so they could teach him how to play. Or this person over here, he got three brothers, so they all show him how to play basketball. This person over here, you know, they live next door to a basketball court. I got to walk three, four blocks to get to my basketball court. Or this person, they live in Miami or they live in Phoenix. It's nice weather all year round, so they can practice all year round. Me, I can only practice six, seven, eight months out of the year. The rest of the year is too cold to practice outside. Even though all of these things were true, 
I wasn't using them as excuses. And I actually wasn't even thinking about them, to be honest, because, again, all I was focused on was what I needed to do. And at the same time, it was built. It was a built in mechanism that caused me to not pay attention to what everybody else had because I didn't have a smartphone. There weren't any smartphones. I couldn't I couldn't look around what everybody else was doing. So this is kind of a a baked in benefit that I had to my situation that many of you simply don't have. And I covered this in a recent episode of the show. Let me tell you what episode that was. That was episode number 2038, why people born between 1970 and 1990 are the best humans alive, that we had the physical, not the physical, excuse me, the in-person skills that we had to develop in dealing with other humans. And we got the the digital, the virtual skills in dealing with other people. And one thing that I didn't even mention in that episode that I'm mentioning right now is that we didn't have the distraction that smartphones have become. Therefore, we could and often had no choice but to focus on our own shit and what we needed to do. Many of you these days, doesn't matter when you were born, some of you were born the same year I was born, and that smartphone has caused you to focus so much on everybody else's shit except yours, and that's the main reason why you're not doing what you need to do, because your focus is everywhere other than where it's supposed to be, which is on you. All right, point number two. Today's topic, once again, is winning with what you've got. Everybody knows the at least in the general sense, the story of David and Goliath, right? Goliath was this big, no quote unquote giant. He wasn't actually a giant. If you read the book, David and Goliath by Malcolm Gladwell, he lays out what actually happened in that story. A lot of people don't know the details of it, but the general idea of it is pretty simple. Goliath was on one side on one army. David was in a a different army. David actually wasn't even a soldier in the army, but nobody wanted to go against Goliath because he was this big, uh, unbeatable soldier that nobody had ever been able to take down. He would just destroy people because he was this big, strong guy. Nobody could figure out what his weakness was. or Most people had assumed he didn't have a weakness. David went at Goliath with nothing but a slingshot. He didn't even have any armor on David. He hits Goliath with the slingshot, takes Goliath's sword from him and chops his head off. And that was how David was able to defeat Goliath. Now, heading into that battle, if you read the book, David and Goliath by Malcolm Gladwell, where he explains what really happened, you would know that King Saul, who was the king on the side that David fought for, he offered anybody who could, anybody who wanted to go up against Goliath, because nobody wanted to, all the soldiers in the army did not want to fight Goliath. David, again, wasn't even a soldier. He stepped up when none of the soldiers wanted to step up. And King Saul says, okay, since you want to step up and fight, I'm, I'm grateful because nobody else wants to fight him. I'll give you some armor that you can wear against this guy because the giant might no kick your ass. And David refused the armor. And a lot of people, again, a lot of people don't know the story. David said, I'm good with what I got. I'm with just this, just me and this slingshot. I can defeat Goliath. And many people were skeptical of David. David, David was a heavy underdog. If there was sports betting at the time, I guess it would would have been war betting, not sports betting. David would have been a very, very heavy underdog, but he went into the battle and he won with exactly what he had. He was good with what he had. And now Again, we all know this story or we use this story kind of as inspiration. All right. This is the reason why anybody can go up against long odds and be and be successful anyway. Every, this is why everybody loves the underdog story. David and Goliath is like the original underdog story. The person wasn't supposed to win, but they found a way to win anyway, even though they didn't have nearly as many resources as what everybody else had. And we use this as an inspirational story. Right. Everybody knows the again, the general idea of the story, even if you don't know the details. So we all can overcome huge odds and win anyway. So here's my question. Being that all of you are familiar with the story, even if you don't know the details, what has happened to society that it seems like there are fewer and fewer people who are adopting and living with this mindset of get it done anyway? That's what I want to know. 
That's my question. If someone can answer that question for me, you should reach out to me. You should send me a DM or text me or email me. Explain to me why does it seem, and maybe it's just me looking in my myopic view of the world, and maybe only I'm seeing it this way and the rest of the world is seeing it differently, but I don't think so. But somebody let me know. Why does it seem like that there are fewer and fewer people who have this mindset of get things done anyway? Even though everyone knows the story of David and Goliath, everyone uses it kind of, at least in our minds, unconsciously maybe, of this is why you can be a big underdog and still be successful in life. Why don't, why aren't there as many people actually going out and living this mentality? Now, I blame, I'll tell you what I think the reason for it is. All right, now you might have your own reasons. And again, you can tell me what those reasons are, but I blame wokeness. And I talked about wokeness in episode 18, 19, why I am not woke. I blame wokeness as one of the reasons. I blame people looking at the food on other people's plates, which is a byproduct of wokeness. That's what is one of the main things wokeness is about, is looking at what other people have, realizing that someone else has more than you, and then campaigning and complaining about why either they should have less or you should have more to make things, quote unquote, equitable between you and other people, which is a bullshit idea. And I explained that in episode 18, 19. And in many other episodes. So I blame wokeness for that. Looking at the food of other people's place is a byproduct of wokeness. And also blame the feminization of men, which I talked about just recently in episode 2039, the worst traits of feminized men. And also talked about it in my episodes on masculinity. Episode 1863, how we bring masculinity back. And the prior episode before that was episode number 1841, the precursor to that, which was the emasculation of men. I blame all three of those things. Wokeness, looking at the food on other people's plates and the fact that we have that so many men are becoming feminized these days, that all of this is responsible for indoctrinating this mindset of, okay, well, I'm not going to be the David and Goliath situation. We should make it even. So there's no Davids. There are no Goliaths. Everybody's right there in the middle and pretty much equal in everything. All right. This is this is not going to work. We all know it's not going to work. And I've talked about that so many times here, and I'm going to keep saying it over and over again until the whole world accepts it. Understand that these things are thing about the men being feminized. This is the one of the biggest points of those three that I said. This is the one that I think is most important because men generally have more masculine energy than females, even though all humans have some of both. We have a mix of masculine and feminine energy in all of us. The men are responsible for bringing the masculinity to the world. The women are responsible for bringing the femininity to the world as our our traditional gender roles. And I know some of you who are into wokeness don't, you want to completely reject traditional gender, gender roles. Well, I got an episode coming where I talk not necessarily about that directly, but about some other things around that idea that's coming very soon. I will argue here that males, all you men who are listening to this are still responsible for indoctrinating this mindset that I'm explaining here, this mindset of winning with what you have, succeeding despite the odds, getting things done, regardless of what you do not have access to, men are still responsible for this mindset. The challenge is there are just fewer and fewer of us now than there used to be. Now, I want to know all the men who are listening to this right now, if you agree with me, please help me out and help me understand why there are fewer of us now. And the men who are listening to this who don't agree with me, you explain to me why you don't, why you don't think this. And the ladies out there, whether you agree or disagree, I want to know, please get in touch with me and tell me why does it seem like there are fewer of these people out here these days? Or am I wrong that maybe there aren't fewer of these and I'm just not paying attention to the right people? That is also a possibility. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is work, I mean, winning with 
what you have, working with what you have too, and winning. Number three, anyway. That's point number three. Anyway, and this is all in all capital letters. A-N-Y-W-A-Y. Anyway. Why is this the point? That is your keyword moving forward. Meaning, even when the odds are stacked against you, you find a way to be successful anyway. When you don't have the same resources or advantages as other people, which you shouldn't even be aware of because you shouldn't be looking at what other people have. You should be focused on you. But just in case you can't help yourself and you peek over at somebody else, you notice they have more than you, you should win anyway. When someone else hates on you or tries to block you from your success or won't help you, even though you think they should or that they would, you should use that as the reason to win anyway, not as an excuse to fail. Let me remind you of something. This is for everybody. Life is not an equal deal. Let me say that one more time. I want to make sure because I know some of you have been being indoctrinated with some bullshit from some people with some really bad ideas. Let me give you a better idea. And this is not even an idea. This is just a fact. Life is not an equal deal. I told you in episode 1622 that equality, quote unquote, equality is impossible. The way that people are using it these days, it is impossible. We will never have equal outcomes amongst everybody. We will never have equal resources amongst everybody. We will never honestly have equal opportunity amongst everybody. That's not the way life is set up. It's not set up for everybody to be exactly equal and exactly the same. Because if it was, well, what's the point of all of us being here? We're all unique as individuals. What's the point of all of us being unique if everybody's going to end up exactly the same? That doesn't even make sense. That, That equation does not compute. In episode 730, I told you that equality was a myth. Then I had to tell you again, a thousand days later in episode 1622, that equality is impossible. Life is not an equal deal. So this whole equality thing that you've been hearing about and some of you are co-signing and the company is making T-shirts about, it will never, ever happen. It's an ongoing hustle for them to keep talking about equality and keep you paying them to to try to achieve equality, which they will never achieve. That's why it's a hustle, because you're going to have to pay them forever for them to keep trying to do something that they will never be able to do. It is against the laws of physics for there to be equality amongst humans who are all, by definition, unique. How do you want to achieve equality when everybody's different? And again, I just gave you the detail of the equalities we're not going to get. We're not going to get equal outcomes. We're not going to get equal opportunities. We don't have equal skills. We don't have equal abilities. You're not going to get equality. It's not going to happen. Some people will have more. Some people will have less. This is just what it is. More from the start, more in the middle, and more at the end. Some people are tall. Some people are short. Some people have great health and metabolism. They could smoke cigarettes, drink eat all crazy, not get enough sleep, and they'll live to 100 years old. And some people are perfectly healthy, work out every day, do all the health stuff that you'll read in a health magazine, and they die at 60. Why is this? We don't know. All right, someone wants to write a book explaining that, I will read it. But I don't have the answers to that one. This is just how life is. Some people are smart. Some people are just not so smart. Some people got to work a lot harder to be successful. Some people don't have to work. doesn't seem like they're working hard at all, and everything just seems to fall in their lap. This is how it is. Some geographical areas of the world get snow, tornadoes, and hurricanes. Some areas get sunshine and it never rains. This is not a bug to be fixed about life. This is not something to be fixed. This is not something to be changed. So when you're hearing a politician or some influential person or some person with a megaphone talking about how things need to change so that we can achieve more equality because you have this discrepancy between these people and these people, let me explain to you again. I've told you this before. I will tell you it now and I'm going to keep saying it to you. They are hustling you. All right. There's nothing but a hustle for them is that they make money by continually selling you these ideas and giving you these logical reasons as to why they need to do this 
go after this crusade, they will never achieve their outcome. And you're the one paying for them to try something that they will never succeed at. And you may say, well, just because it's going to be so hard for them to do it, right? Does it mean that they shouldn't try? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. They should not even be trying because it's nothing but a hustle. Actually, they could try if they want, but just don't let their hustle be funded by you. That's what I'm saying. And when I say funded, I don't necessarily mean with your money because we know time is more valuable than money. How much attention are you giving to these people? And where could that attention be going instead that would help you get to where you need to get to in life? Because I guarantee you, they ain't going to help you get there. These hustlers that are telling you that they need to make things more equitable to make it easier for you, it ain't going to happen. I mean, you can buy into it if you want to. It feels good, but it ain't going to be good for you. But again, I can tell you whatever I want. Logically, everything I say, I know it makes sense. But emotionally, you had to buy into it for it to actually help you. And I can't do that for you. All I can do is plant the seed. You got to water the seed. I can't control. I can't control anything else that happens from that point. So understand this is not a bug to be fixed. It's a feature to be exploited. It is a feature of the game that not everybody's going to get the exact same outcomes. Everybody understand that? So assess the game for what it is. Get a feel for the landscape of the game and then get in where you fit in. That's what it is. We will never have a complete balance of results. So stop waiting and hoping and looking for it and resolve to win anyway. That is the deal. All right. That's what the word anyway means here in point number three. Let's recap today's class, which is winning with what you've got. This is an important piece of advice and it's a mindset that needs to be adopted by anybody who is making the mistake of looking at what other people have and then feeling like, you're not supposed to win or that you can't win because you're comparing what you have to what they have. Let's fix that. Number one, understanding my struggles as an athlete, the fact that I was not you know, given a ton of resources when it came to sports, when it came to entrepreneurship, I had to figure those things out on my own. Everything that I do professionally now, I had to figure out on my own. I didn't have anybody take me under their wing and say, here's exactly how you do these things. And I had people show me, here's how you package it. Once I already had the game, I developed the game on my own. And you could do the exact same thing. And because I developed the game on my own, I can look you in your face and tell you, I don't want to hear your bullshit about what you don't have and why that's your excuse for not succeeding in life. Point number two, the story of David and Goliath. Everyone knows the story and everyone buys into it as this is the reason why the underdog can always win. My question then is, why do we have so few people or it seems like fewer people espousing and living this mentality? I don't have the same resources as this other person, but I'm going to win anyway. Why do we have fewer people doing this and men? I'm looking at you. Y'all are the ones who are supposed to be actually pushing this to more and more people. I want to know why so few men are stepping up and actually doing their damn job on this point. Number three, the word anyway. That's your key word. When odds are stacked against you, win anyway. You don't have the resources other people, win anyway. Somebody's hating on you, trying to block you, not helping you out when you thought they would, win anyway. This whole equality thing is never going to occur. It is nothing but a hustle. But these people telling you that they need to achieve equality and they're Using your time, your attention, your energy, and your money to go after something that will never be achieved. And here's the reason why as a hustle, they know it will never be achieved, but they also know that you are so emotionally bought into that bullshit that if they keep talking about it, you'll keep paying for it in terms of your time and your money. And they'll just keep taking your money. Why? Because it's a business for them. All right. And to some people, it's just cold business. That's just what it is. You just got to make sure you're not the one being hustled. How many times have I said that on this show in the last year? I've said it too many times and I'm going to keep saying it until all of you stop getting hustled. So assess the game for what it is, get a feel for the landscape of the game, meaning what you have, what you don't have, what you can use, what you can't use, and get in where you fit in. We will never have a complete balance of results that will never happen. So stop waiting for it, stop hoping for it, stop looking for it, and resolve to win the game any damn way. Now text me at 305-384-6894. You want to get my daily motivation every single day. You should get it every day. I think I've sold you on it through this episode right here. And you want to get coached by me. 
I got two coaching programs. I got my Bulletproof Mastermind, which is my group coaching. And I have my third day mastermind, which is my one-on-one. Check out both programs at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone, free of charge, 305-384-6894.